Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back. Now, what we're going to be focusing on over the next two days are what we call the daily minimum standards. And really what these are, are the things that you should be focusing on in this market every single day. Why are we focusing on this topic? Because many of you are being distracted by things that, frankly, will never uh, put you in a position to help people and make money. They're never going to actually help you be successful in real estate. And I'm talking about all the people trying to sell you leads primarily, all the branding and the marketing, all those normal things. But now add to it all the complexity that's happening in the economy with interest rates and all the news and the rest of it. And so I'm going to start out by giving you guys one little, uh, I think, mindset, uh, way to really focus in, and that's going to be be completely media free. So before Julie gets to the first point, and we're going to really drill down and give you the specific things of what you should be focusing on every day, you got to understand that if you're allowing too many inputs in your brain, uh, you're listening to too many things, reading too many things, being distracted by too many things, no matter how high your IQ is, you will never be able to get anything done in your life because you're emotionally going to be spreading yourself so thin because your brain is constantly working, trying to solve one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So your mission in life should be number one, be media free. And I mean, I mean that in the literal sense, start massively pruning who you listen to, what you listen to, be on a low information diet. And here's the interesting thing. When you follow that uh, suggestion, you will find out that over the last or over the next three or four days, maybe a week, you're actually going to go through media withdrawal. You're going to start feeling like you're missing out. You're going to start feeling anxious. You're going to start feeling nervous. It's because you've been addicted to the little endorphin hit, the little dopamine hit that comes from reading the latest breaking news headline. Break free of that because what then happens is your brain will start allowing you to focus on what matters most, which are going to be the things that we're going to help you drill down on uh, in today's podcast. So get again, strongest of suggestions is be media free. And when you're trying to decide what you're going to focus on in your business, and, and again, these are just some general mindset rules to go through as we're going through these points, focus on things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make money in uh, the in, in less than 90 days. In other words, don't look for long-term speculative, a hypothetical, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, um, you know, type of any, you know, transactions or lead generation or marketing or branding or anything. This market is not going to really allow a lot of speculation. You have got to stop thinking that long-term lead follow-up and other things like that are going to win the game. There's been tons, I'm giving you this as an example. So there's been tons of examples that have proven over and over and over and over again that the people that rely heavily on and primarily on long-term lead follow-up are the ones that sell the fewest number of homes and make the least amount of money. What you've got to do instead is you've got to focus on, yes, generating leads, but you then have to be incredibly effective at pruning which of those leads you're actually going to spend your money, your time, and your effort on. Otherwise, you're going to just be drowning in a bunch of, you know, essentially unmotivated leads. Hopefully, you're all understanding what we're saying. Go back to what I said a second ago. Focus on fewer things on today's show and tomorrow's show. We're going to give you uh, some suggestions on what those things should be. Yes. So what should you be focusing on? This is part one of a two-part series. Point number one 
Use and update your whiteboards. Now in coaching, we call that visual accountability. We're going to give you the concept on the podcast. And of course, coaching clients get the drill down. So what are we talking about? So a lot of you have been using dashboards on your CRMs and all the rest of it to sort of track the health and wealth of your real estate business. And those are great. I mean, CRMs have their place. But what we have discovered is nothing beats a good old-fashioned dry erase board. So when you walk into your workspace, assuming you have one, you should have a dry, ba- a dry erase board on the wall. And I'm going to tell you guys a real, you know, a coaching a story. And it won't take long. So, um, you know, here it is. We had a coaching client come to us. And she was a top producing agent. And she had sold consistently uh, 50 homes per year. She was working with her son, actually. And her son, um, you know, she kind of reluctantly came to coaching, but her her son, who was reliant on his mom listing more houses, right? He wanted her to be coached by, um, it was actually Julie. And so one of the first things that we did is we asked her to send us pictures of her office. And guess what? Whole bunch of old plaques, old trophies, old this is and the other things. Sort of like a museum to her past successes. Well, job one was to remove all those distractions from the wall and put them in a box someplace and, and you know forget about them. Don't have them be there. And then replace with dry erase boards. So we had then, in order for her to have a significant increase in her um, you know production and her lifestyle, we she needed to go from selling 50 units a year to 75 units a year. So what we had her do is write a dry erase board of closed transactions, and it was called closings. And then she, we had her in permanent marker on this dry erase board uh, number one through a hundred. In other words, when she walked into her office and she was emotionally used to, physically used to even selling 50 homes per year, her pace, her natural pace in her business was to sell, you know, roughly four homes per month, which is great. I'm just trying to make an example. So you guys can scale this up or down, right? I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying that's not good. That's great. I'm just hoping you understand what we're, what we're doing here. So when she'd walk into her office in her past incarnation and she had, you know, maybe she had six or seven active listings and she had four pendings, that would be writer's reign, which she'd always done, what she always can do. She was trying to keep herself in a state of complacency subconsciously. Well, when she now walked into her office and there was this big jumbo dryer race board staring back at her that had one through a hundred staring, you know, with a bunch of uh, um, blanks by it, right? She then had to accept the fact that she had a long way to go. And so she started slowly at first, but then quickly subconsciously again, she was just gaming herself, adding more listings, adding more transactions because her mental mindset was now moving away from four units per month and moving towards five, moving towards seven. And guess what happened? She did not sell hundred units that following year, but she sold like 80. Why? Because she simply allowed the visual accountability of a dry erase board to frankly kind of coach her through being complacent and lazy. She got better at her lead follow-up. She got better at pre-qualifying. She was, you know, started setting more appointments every day. That one little mindset trick made all the difference. It is amazing the power of the visual accountability. You know, when you look at that white space, it is literally telling you what to do and if you're on track ahead or behind. When we go to the gym almost every day, uh, and you and I are working out, we will, there's mirrors everywhere. Now, why are there mirrors everywhere? For, so you can look at the mirror and see that you're doing the exercise correctly, but also there's a little bit of accountability associated Very with true. that too, isn't it? You can look at yourself in the mirror and maybe somebody that's really in great shape walks in. There's kind of some immediate visual accountability right there. Yep. You know, there's all kinds of, but people try to avoid the visual accountability because, and that's the reason a lot of agents will 
you know, use CRMs with dashboards that are hidden between spreadsheets. Be, be, exactly, behind 15 clicks in their CRMs because they don't want that visual accountability. Well, it's out of sight, out of mind when they do it that way. Completely. If you really want to be a top producer, if you really want to be successful in life, you need to have your facts, your figures, the things that matter most out in front of you at all times. Point number two. Yes, point number two, which is related, but now we're crossing over into your actual finances. Daily minimum standard. Look at your finances every day using mint.com is our favorite because it's either free or super inexpensive as your dashboard of KPIs. Those are key performance indicators. It's free, actually. It is free, which is even better. Your savings, your checking, your credit cards, investment accounts, investment properties, and everything else financial is visible using mint.com on basically one page with a tiny bit of scrolling. This includes your credit scores as well as your upcoming bills and your actual budget. It tracks all of that at a glance. So I was poking around in Mint last night, okay? And I saw two uh, $95 charges from Facebook marketing. Yes. To which I I know I, Mint. I know, what you're talking I know about. what they are. So I but I, yeah, I saw them in Mint, right? And so I didn't know what they were cuz we don't spend any money on Facebook marketing. Right? And so I asked Karen, who's in charge, she's uh, one of our uh, directors in our company. I asked her what they were. She, she, she poked through and said, evidently, Julie had donated, made two donations oh. to a pet charity for $95 each. But That's the, true. But the, that was the benefit of seeing uh, the Mint uh, who had essentially taken all the charges from our American Express card and put it out there so I could have seen them all. You could have obviously done the same thing logging into uh, American Express, but a lot of us have multiple accounts. You might have investment accounts, you know, a business account, a personal savings account. You can go in there and look. But I'll tell you something else that we mm -hmm. saw. We've gone through there and we saw um, recurring charges that we thought were canceled. And a lot of times, a lot of these companies, what they'll do is you'll cancel a recurring charge and then they'll throw it back in there on like four months after you've actually uh, stopped the recurring. Mm -hmm. All kinds of little things happen when the economy starts to get a little shaky. So you definitely want to have uh, optics on all of your finances every single day. If nothing else, it gives you a sense of really a direction. I mean, and it also mints a nice thing because it'll tell you what your net worth is. It you know takes your liabilities, it takes uh, you know your uh, your assets and your whatever your debts are, and it'll do the net worth for you on a regular basis. It plugs into every single account. We use, what do we use for uh, rents, managing our oh, rentals? Rent Ready. We use Rent Ready to manage our rentals. We have different accounts. All of it basically fills back into uh, Mint, and then that's the best way to go and just kind of monitor what's going on. And like I said, the best part is Mint is free. We're not, you know, Mint doesn't sponsor us. Maybe they should, they should. especially <laughs> after this last point. But there you go. That's one of the definite things that we'll suggest all of you use. Yes. And you only have to do that data entry once. You, it's not like QuickBooks where you have to keep it updated endlessly. So, it does it for you. So just visually and mentally work through with what we're doing. We want daily accountability of your dry erase boards. You're looking at those every single day. The dry erase boards, and we talk more about this in Premier Coaching, are going to have all your closings. I talked about that. But also your leads are going to be up there. Your active listings are going to be up there. When you join Premier Coaching, which is free, by the way, text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Uh, one of the first things we want you to do is complete the real estate treasure map. Inside the treasure map are actual pictures of what the dry erase boards should look like, how you should create them. And then, you know, maybe even how you should hang them in your office, the whole thing. But that is really critical first step. 
the purpose of this show and tomorrow's is so that you can have clarity of focus. You can focus on fewer things. So the dry erase boards will obviously cut through all the malaise that you might have about your business. And now Mint's going to cut through the same thing with regards to finances. Pay attention to all of these things because they do give you a very profound sense of well-being and control. Even if your finances aren't where you wanted them to be, it'll give you a sense of direction. That's right. So point number three is all about fueling your business. And that is your responsibility to make contact. Contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate with at least the same number of people as transactions you must do this year. Now, if you must close 20 transactions to meet or exceed your goals, you've got to make 20 actual contacts daily to meet that goal. Now, you will adjust that number almost always down with your skill increasing. Focus on people who are most likely to sell. That'll increase your ratios. Example, existing listing leads that you just need to close on, that's your lead follow-up, expireds, of course, for sale by owners, probate, relocation, past clients, and referrals. Now, here's a note to self. This is important because some of you guys get addicted to contacts and make contactitis. Just listed and just sold calls or circle prospecting do not count unless they are directly around your own listings. So in the order of importance of calling leads, it's very obvious. It shouldn't be requiring a lot of you know high-level thinking. You're going to want to call the people that already have their hands in their air saying, yes, they want to sell their home. Listings are your priority. And if you're resisting that, it's just because you need to learn how to be a listing agent. And that's what Premier Coaching is all about. Um, and if you're not getting the traction that you want as a listing agent, it's probably because you're not making the direct contacts to the people that actually have their hands in the air again, wanting to sell. And those are going to be relocation leads. Those are going to be probate leads. Those are going to be expired for sale by owners. Remember what Julie just said. A lot of you are frankly not using your time wisely. It's you know akin to wasting your time by essentially calling people that don't have their homes for sale, not interested in selling their homes. You're calling the uh, you know circle prospecting or uh, just listed, just sold calls. Those calls, generally speaking, are not a very good use of your time whatsoever. If you have a choice, if there's opportunity in your market, which there is for the probates, the expireds, the for sale by owners, the relocations and the rest of it, call those people first. By the way, I'm going to throw this out there. For all of our friends at eXp Realty, or for those of you who are on the uh, pro uh, path to join eXp, uh, about 60 days ago, 90 days ago, the relocation uh, division of eXp really started to scale up. And there's an immense opportunity inside eXp Realty to be a Relo uh, certified agent. So if you're an eXp Realty agent and you're listening, you definitely want to get Relo certified and definitely want to get registered to the Relo department. And if you're thinking about upgrading your brokerage experience and you want to know how a relocation lead is basically a pre-approved, motivated buyer or seller who, generally speaking, is simply assigned to you. So, hey, Bob, here's your seller lead. That's usually how it works. You usually don't have to compete. And if you do, you're going to always have the advantage because it's a reload lead. And it's immediate. They're and not it's waiting immediate. around. There are reload fees associated with this, but these are great leads. And look, if you guys are ready and you know to upgrade your brokerage experience and you want to move up to eXp and you don't have a sponsor in mind, Julie and I are formally applying for the job of being your eXp Realty sponsor. And we made it very easy for you. If you're just getting started learning about eXp, just text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Or if you're ready to join EXP, um, you're just looking for the right sponsor, someone who's actually going to be very proactive in your success selling real estate and at EXP. Julie and I are formally applying for the job of being said sponsor. Text me directly at 
758-0206. Again, all of you need to be taking a hard look at upgrading your brokerage experience. If you're a broker, if you're a team, if you're an individual agent, this is the perfect time of year to be moving up to eXp Realty, and we're here for you. If you're just looking to get started and interested in, you know, essentially wanting to learn more, text the letters EXP to 47372. Or if you're ready to choose your sponsor and you've not yet committed to anybody, text me directly at 512-758-0206. Remember, guys, when texting, message and data rates may apply. That's right. So point number four, this one is huge. This has had so much impact when agents really digest and implement this. Furiously fast lead follow-up. This is a daily minimum standard on 100% of your leads, 100% of the time. No exceptions, no excuses, no different rules for different types of leads. It does not depend how they contacted you or referred to you. You call them. Furiously fast lead follow-up. Now, when you do this daily, you don't have to spend more than a half an hour or less most of the time on your furiously fast lead follow-up because you don't have a pile of what you believe to be leads that are avalanching and you lose control of that. Special message to new agents. I got great news for you. Most uh, people choose the first agent that they meet, right? That is a, essentially a fact that's been true forever. Most consumers, whether it's buying or selling, mostly on the buyer side, will choose the first agent that they meet. That gives you a huge advantage. It does not matter that the ink on your license is just dried. If you are showing energy and enthusiasm, number one, and two, furiously fast lead follow-up, you'll be shocked how frequently you get the business. What's happened over the last 15 years, agents have been making huge mistakes and haven't had furiously fast lead follow-up as even a thing to do. What agents have been being taught to do are generate leads, put them in a, you know, through a funnel, through marketing, and through all this other overly complicated stuff, and then put them in drip campaigns. Agents who want to have an advantage in the marketplace, furiously fast lead follow-up. When the lead shows up in your life, whether you proactively generate it or passively generate it, call them. That'll immediately give you an advantage in the marketplace. Call them urgently. What is urgent? In the time it takes me to say the way urgent, uh, say the word urgent, you should have already called them. You get the lead, you call them back right away. Well, Tim, if I'm in a, an appointment, yes, well, obviously call them when you're done with the appointment. Right. But don't look for excuses not to be urgent with your lead follow-up. Just in itself, that will impress people. That's the reason 800-HOME-HOTLINE, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM works so well. If you guys haven't checked out uh, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM yet, you definitely want to do that. It's all about urgency. And when you're calling them back right away, use our pre-qualification scripts, at, you know, but have high levels of energy and enthusiasm. The combination of those things, even with low skill, will uh, cause you to win far more often than you lose. That's right. Now, point number five is a personal daily minimum standard. Show gratitude overtly to those that you care about. Start your day out right by saying, I love you, giving hugs and kisses. Obviously, that's with your family. As far as uh, clients go, say thank you. Send thank you cards. Send them to your vendors. Somebody does a great job for you. Make sure that you're showing gratitude. That helps to keep your head screwed on straight. And I do this through text, honestly. Mm -hmm. I know You're a great job with that. Yeah, I do. It because, and I am overt about that because uh, how frequently have you helped somebody in in your life you know be it maybe just opening a door or maybe it was giving somebody an encouraging word where they actually then thanked you later for said encouragement right it never happens and when it has happened remember how you felt when that person said thank you it's extraordinary isn't it that person forever is going to remember you and you're going to remember that person you just created 
some sort of, you know, almost cosmic bond, you it's know, true. for the woo-woo out there. But create almost sort of some, some sort of connection with that person that will be there forever because you had the grace in the class to say thank you or, and, you know, by showing gratitude towards that other person. You have people all around you that you need to be showing gratitude towards. And when somebody does something nice, the best way to do it is like text them or just tell them or make send them a card. Doing that will make you feel amazing. Doing that will then, guess what, have them then return the favor. But it'll also then start helping you build a real reputation. Some of you say, I want to build my brand. And what you really mean is, I want to spend a bunch of money on marketing. Well, this is how you actually build your brand. Over a long period of time, you'll become the person that people gravitate towards because they know that you are somebody that, frankly, made them feel good at some you know point in the past because you showed gratitude towards them. These little tiny je ne sais quoi things are what makes the difference long-term, not how many off, how frequently you put up a TikTok video. That's right. So point number six, we can't uh, end the day without circling right back to uh, lead generation because that's what it's all about here in real estate. Set a new pre-qualified appointment before noon every workday, ideally with sellers. Now that is a both a mindset and a taking action daily minimum standard. Now listeners are saying, a new pre-qualified appointment before every day before noon, that seems like a heavy lift. It's the mindset that happens first. If you believe that your job is to set a new appointment every day before noon, and you even do it two or three days a week, you're going to be ahead versus how most agents look at it. I'm only going to be that proactive when I feel desperate. I'm out of leads. I sold all of my listings. I don't know where my next deal is, or I've got a whole bunch of stuff pending, but I don't have anything new. And now I'm doing that out of desperation instead of out of habit. So related to today's topic, but not the exact same, but it really ties in with Julie's last point. Here's the thing. In real estate, you only have to get really good at a handful of things. Uh, listen to what I am telling you because it will save you so much stress. Julie and I presented this exact point when we were in Florida rec uh, recently, and you should have seen the people's faces as we were telling them just to focus on these simple points. They felt you could feel the relief from where we were up on stage. Number one, proactive lead generation. You've got to get really good at proactively generating lead. Julie just said it. Set one pre-qualified listing appointment every day before noon. You don't know how to do it. I get that. That's the reason you join coaching. Number two, you've got to learn and write in between one and two, really, furiously fast lead follow-up. That's something, obviously, that's really important. But number, you have to be really, really good at that. Be brutal with your complacency and laziness about following up with that lead. Number two, or maybe, you know, that was point one and a half. Well, yeah. Whatever. However you want to... Uh, Next point. Next point. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> You've got to get really, really good at pre-qualifying. Pre-qualifying to the point where you know what color socks the people are wearing. You need to know every single thing about that lead because oftentimes in a market like this, it, depending on the price point, buyers will show up in your life, but you won't actually realize that they actually have a house to sell because you didn't know how to ask the question because you didn't want to seem too pushy or whatever your lack of experience or lack of skill set mindset led you to you know the mistake you were making with not pre-qualifying them. Number two, Number or number three or four or next, next point, point. Okay, you need to get really good. So we had what proactively lead generating, furiously fast lead follow up, pre qualifying. The next thing is going to be presenting. Now presenting actually, when you followed, uh, when you uh, in, on the listing side of things, when you pre qualified them and, and when you sent a pre listing pack, the presenting aspect is very easy. It's not the as Julie just said, the heavy lift is done. Because you've already pre-qualified. You know what their motivation is. You know what their time frame is. You know all the rest of it. You sent your pre-listing pack. The heavy lift is done. The actual presenting is actually fun. 
There's not a lot of stress because you already know the answers to all their questions, right? Next, you have to get good at closing. Now, closing is not some boiler room technique where you're going to bring out the lights and shine them in their faces and make them, you know, have beads of sweat running off their faces until they sign the contracts. Nope. Closing is the natural end to a great listing presentation or a presentation you have for the buyers. Uh, that's it. Those are the things you have to get really good at. Well, Tim, what about branding and marketing? Well, Tim, what about, um, you know, building my systems or building my team or what about building my CRM or what about, guys, if you get good at those things, proactively lead generating, uh, if you get really good at pre-qualifying, you know, presenting, closing, and lead follow-up, arguably, if you get really good at those things, you're going to make a ridiculous amount of money in real estate. You, you know what the best branding tool in the world is? A for sale sign that has a sold on the top of it. Well, exactly. That shows that you not just took the listing, but you did the job for that seller. And the more of those you have and the more neighborhoods you have, absolutely, that is what you guys would call brand building, but it's really building your reputation. And here's the interesting thing about what's going on right now in the real estate industry and life in general. Because we are at one of those points where there is going to be some significant changes happening, not just with interest rates and you know, politics and all the rest of it, but it's people's mindset. We are settling into what will be a long-term, uh, you know, significant change in the economy. We're going to be in this inflationary period for probably five or 10 years. Julie and I were telling you guys about this at least two, two and a half years ago, weren't we? Yes, we were. So we're now in a long-term cycle where there's always gonna be, there's omnipresent inflation, where you're going to see home uh, appreciation, uh, in, well, it's really inflation, increasing at all times. You're also going to see, we believe, a leveling off of the interest rates. All the things that sort of, you know, it's gonna be really fascinating because like you and I had this conversation yesterday with somebody, right? I was mm -hmm. just thinking about when we were on the beach. Mm -hmm. It was AJ, right? Yep. And the truth is right now is the best time to buy a house in any time in probably the next five to 10 years. Why? Yeah. Because if inflation only keeps at its present pace, which is 6% per year, mm -hmm. you're going to be looking at a home that's going to be worth this, you know, 6% more next year, next year, next year, next year. Mm -hmm. Now, what a lot of people believe is the inflation rate is actually going to increase into the second half right. of this year. Mm -hmm. So if you don't buy a house now, if you don't, you know, make an investment now, if you don't, Mr. Seller, put your house for sale now, then move up to the house that you want to buy, you might actually find yourself priced out of a home for a long period of time. When Julie and I started selling real estate, this was in the 90s. There were people that were first-time buyers that were in their 40s that were procrastinating back when they were in their 20s and 30s, maybe hoping the interest rates would be lower, the prices would fall, all the things that people say now. That, so we're in this different time of um, the economy where there's going to be inflation, where there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be essentially not knowing what to do and how to do it. You're going to see a lot of agents in the industry who are hoping and praying that somehow things miraculously return to the way they were. Their brokers and their office managers, the people leading them, have never sold real estate in a down market, let alone a market like what we're experiencing. And I got news for you. Nobody has sold real estate in a market like what we're about to experience because the last time this actually happened was between 1970 and 1980. And I imagine there's a couple of you listening that were in real estate back then, but not very many. Nope. So what we're about to enter into is going to be uncharted waters for all of us. So we can go back in time and you know, pay attention to see what the housing market did and the economy did and all the rest of it back then. Um, but then we have to make sure we're taking into consideration the current realities of this economy as well. I don't want to start having a wonkish conversation, but the reality of it is, is what it took for you to be successful in the past market. Virtually all of those things need to be upgraded. And the interesting upgrade does not require spending more money. The interesting upgrades uh, requires improving your skill set 
and then altering your mindset to focus more on being of service to people. And when you do, you're going to find that, frankly, things actually get easier and vastly more profitable. Yes, but you've got to take action sooner rather than later. Waiting is not a plan. No, it's not. It's absolutely not a plan, especially when you have inflation like it is. It's not a plan, and it's going to be scary for a lot of people. Well, that's right. I listened to a podcast yesterday from Altos Research, and he was saying, you know, very wonkish studying the facts and figures. And he said, you know, at some point, people are going to have to take uh, into consideration that the market's just not going to bounce back like it was. It's waiting for something to hit because it's a spring market, because it's a summer market, because the interest rates go down a half point. You gotta, you've got to embrace the fact that this is the new market already and ask yourself, what are you doing about it today? Because waiting is going to either get you out of the business completely or put you really far behind. And the buyers and the sellers eventually will settle in. When Julie and I bought yes. our first house when we were 22 and 23, mm-hmm. our first transaction, uh, the interest rate was like 7.1%. Yes. And we were celebrating having an interest rate that low, right? Now, that was after interest rates had been higher, like in the high sevens and low eights. And that was normal. People didn't sit around and worry about it. They just So what, what we're going to see is people are going to start forgetting what the interest rates were. The new normal. The new normal is going to start settling in. You need to allow those the new normal to settle into you faster, and then you'll have a competitive advantage in the marketplace because most everyone else is going to take another year or two, and they're going to forget what you know the interest rates were before. They're going to start accepting the fact that new reality is the new reality. And I got great news for you. There is, there is no reason to believe there will be any drop in demand. If interest rates go down even a half a point, guys, as you're experiencing now, look at the ridiculous increase in demand. Every, all the That's wind huge. that you could possibly want in your uh, in real estate is at your back. The only thing we need more of now is inventory, right? Because there's so many people that want to transact. You are selling real estate at what might be, for those of you who are going to be smart and improve your skill set, one of the best times in the last 30 years to sell real estate because we're in this time of transition. The greatest fortunes of men and women have always been made during the greatest times of change. We're in one of those times now. Do not be fearful. Be opportunistic. Be opportunistic to help people and make money. Hopefully this is resonating with all of you. I know it is. Your homework is be opportunistic and upgrade your brokerage experience. I'd love to have a conversation with you about eXp Realty. Text the letters eXp to 47372. Or if you're ready to join and you've not yet chosen a sponsor, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.